Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and anybody else who is probably not working like they're supposed to be in the middle of a day on Tuesday. It Lunch is, it, yeah, yeah, I get, you know what, I guess that's true, I guess that's true. It Lunch is Eat Sleep Podcaster, Pete FM 99 and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast. I'm Sean Hood, and that's Dave Taylor. How's it going, everybody? And we are uh, we are here to discuss the uh, the AEW Revolution pay per view from 2021. Uh, it took place on March 7th. It was uh, it was a show, and we'll talk about it. Um, some things happened. Some things didn't actually like they were supposed. So we'll uh, we'll talk. In any event, we got lots to get to, but first let's get the business out of the way. You can always find us. The easiest way to stay in touch with us, know what we're doing all the time. Facebook.com, I'm sorry, no, FM99.com, 1069thefox.com. I'm jumping the gun. Right under the media tab, ESPR is the link you click, and that will take you to our most recent episode each and every time. After that, you can find us on all your major podcasting apps. Just search ESPR Wrestling. And we will uh, always be available to you on there. Subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and a review. When you do, we greatly appreciate it. It helps us get in front of more eyes. And then after that, social media. Now we're jumping to that. Facebook.com slash ESPR99. On the Twitter, at ESPR99. You can follow us on there. And uh, when you do, make sure you turn on your notifications. So when we go live, just like this, you can jump in, throw in some comments, say hi. If you happen to be watching live, uh, you can give us your thoughts and your, your comments, your questions, your concerns, your fantasies, whatever. And for all that, you can also email us at ESPRFM99.com anytime you like. So here we are. AEW Revolution was a thing. It happened. And we're going to talk about it, Dave. <laughs> yes. Uh, the pre-show match, which had a slight change, Ariho and Thunder Rosa uh, versus Dr. Britt Baker. Rebel was injured. Uh, so they right. brought Maki Ito in. Uh, the story being that yeah, they weren't sure she was going to show up because mm -hmm. she flew in like the day before. So they didn't want to promote it and then have her no show. Right. Instead, um, she was a surprise. Yeah, it was a surprise. The singing and everything, uh, you know, it's a little weird. Uh, I, I thought, that, you know, if you're going to sell me a show based on the pre-show match, I don't think it did the ladies justice. It was too much nonsense. And I didn't like the ending. It just because I can't tell who's the face and who's the heel. Well, I mean, Riho and Thunder Rosa are the faces. That's that's I mean, that's obvious. But the uh, look, I. I, I, I don't know. The The match was fine. It, it, the, my main issue with it is that I felt like it overstayed its welcome, yeah. um, which is something that I'm going to have a lot about throughout this show. Uh, I felt that way on numerous occasions, so we'll talk about that as we go on. But, I mean, it was fine. Dr. Britt Baker and Ito get the win, which is necessary because Britt Baker really needs really needs wins. Yeah. She's a program that's just she, – she's moved on from Thunder Rosa and just and do something else. I don't know. Yeah. Just – so show officially starts. It's the AEW uh, World Tag Team Championships, the Young Bucks, and uh, in the Inner Circle. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, the ending kind of surprised me. Did not see that coming. No, I didn't expect the Bucks to retain. I thought I thought they were going to lose the titles, but now when we see a little later on with MJF, it seems like Jericho's time running the Inner Circle might be uh, might be almost up. So we'll see what happens there. Maybe he's um, got a tour coming up. So this is the way. <laughs> <laughs> maybe um but regardless uh it was an entertaining match all four guys held up their their end of it um the one thing i really didn't like though was at one point mjf was in control and he's going suck it suck it and he's doing it repeatedly like just wasting time because clearly he's stalling until i can't remember it was nick or matt i think it was nick on the ground um can do with what they're supposed to do and yeah. i'm like all right the one time i get it 
You know what I mean? But like, it's too much that he does it repeatedly. He turns around, does it to the crowd. He turns around, does it to him some more. And he does it like three times in a row. And I'm like, all right, you're, you're taking me out of the, the suspension of disbelief here. Like I'm not like, I can't follow you now, but the, I mean, overall the match was still really, really good. The Bucks showed the right intensity for guys who attacked their dad. Um, yeah. I like that as soon as the bell rang, they went after him and uh double leg te- or, you know, takedowns and just started throwing punches. Um, I will say that uh, one of the best things that AEW has done in recent memory is moved the guardrails back. So when that, they do their suicide point. dives, they look way better. Yes, yes. That, that's been one of my complaints since day yep. one. So, yep. Well, they finally heard you and they moved them. <laughs> so, like, guys, Dave's really annoyed with us. we got to move these things back. Um, but in any event, again, I thought it was a very, very good match. Um, and the Young Bucks uh, um, retain. And basically a clean ending. I mean, just, you know, with the Wardlow, yeah. uh, Jericho thing, I just, but basically a clean ending, which means they're done. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we get some, cause some, this, we move into now the descent between MJF and Jericho. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So we have the, uh, the casino tag team Royale for a future AEW world tag team championship. Like, match. like most battle Royales, um, a mess in some places, fun in other places. Um, I really enjoyed when uh, Jurassic Express hit the ring and uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. They were fun. Um, yeah. I kind of like that team Bear Country. Um, I, I dug those guys. They were kind of impressive. Um, I, like the other guys who stand out were obviously Phoenix and Pack. Uh, those guys were great. And the ending sequence was a lot of fun as well. Um, that that was crazy. Yeah. Um, like, because you got a guy diving through the ropes, you know, and I love how the referees were like, well, wait a minute here. Like, no, no, he went through. Like, you know, he had to, I'd like that mm-hmm. because he could have like, they could have screwed him, which could have set up something down the road. Um, so close with uh, with the Jurassic. Uh, so close, but I, I feel like Phoenix and Pac were the right team to, to go over. Yeah. I, I like it. I, I, again, I thought it was a good match. It was, it was entertaining too. Yeah. Two hot uh, matches to start off the show. Yeah, my my picks so close, so Cal and Censor. They they they, like the they were close. They were close. <laughs> my pick one, so yeah. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. But oh, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. later on with a different match with somebody yes, else. Yes, you were right. You yes, yes, <laughs> yes, you were right. Right. So uh, next match in the AEW uh, Women's World Championship match, and um, I, I'm kind of surprised how this ended. I, I expected a title change here. We didn't get it. I didn't expect a title change. Um, Sheeta, yeah, Sheeta didn't drop the belt. Uh, Mizunami, uh, it, it it was a good match, but I felt like it was uh, just a couple of minutes too long. It's fifteen uh, was, minutes, as, yeah, as... which isn't really that long of a match for like a big a big championship <laughs> match. But it just, I don't know, the match they were working just a lot. There was a, few, I feel like you could have shaved a few moments anywhere from like two to three to five minutes off of this and, and had a tighter, more, more uh, exciting match. Um, and I didn't like Mizunami kicking out of the running knees where it was, um, it was impressive at first because they're trying to build up her toughness. And after a while it becomes cartoonish and you're like, well, this, all right, this is dumb now. Like, stop, stop kicking out, please. This is ridiculous at a certain point. Like well, we I, haven't, we have enough issues with them kicking out of things. This is getting ridiculous. But that's why I thought like, you know, she's going to win, you know, the building up and the fact you, you bring her in and here, here's the challenge the AEW needs to figure out. And when you're bringing in these talented wrestlers from, from Japan or wherever, I mean, if you follow like those federations, mm-hmm. it's great. But like, I, I don't know a lot about her, you know, same thing with like the opening card when you brought in Ito. Like, yeah. You know, you know, it's like, okay, cause that's the girl with the crazy tweets. If I remember right. Right. It's right. The, the, the translation or the English is, she's a little weird out, but like we, we need to know more about him. And I know it's kind of tough maybe, but it's like, you know, show me some packages and stuff. 
that was my yeah. problem with Mizunami. That's why I didn't feel like she was going to win the title is because they hadn't done anything to really familiarize us with her if you didn't watch her in Japan. So You know, did all the highlights from the tournament. Make it seem important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, and it was a solid match, but I, you know, not not as good as I felt like it could have been if they'd shaved off a little time. Okay, well, here's a match that was not, uh, but actually, I guess it was as good as we thought it was going to be. Uh, yeah, no, it was exactly <laughs> as good as I thought it was going to be. Versus I saw I saw somebody say this afterwards, and I agree with it a thousand percent. Can anybody out there look at me with a straight face and say that Miro has had a better run in AEW than he had as Rusev in WWE? Because you can't. No, I'll, I'll, his, I'll tilt my face and say that. But his 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 run so far in AEW has been nothing short of extremely disappointing. Yeah. Um. I, I hope that changes soon, and I really hope we get away from this program because I am over this. This is this is something they need to get away from. Hey, Patrine's here. Hey, Patrine. <laughs> she's uh oh she's uh. Hey, look, you should uh you should definitely start watching some AEW. There's some good stuff on there. Uh, there's actually a lot of good stuff on this pay-per-view, but it is nice to see you regardless. Yes, uh, thank yes. you. Thank you for, for making it in. I know sometimes we miss you. Uh, you know, share the share the live stream. Why don't you on your page and tell people to watch um, in any event? Uh, but yeah, it, it was it was, you know, the match was what it was. Miro wins in dominant fashion. The end, which is good, which is great. But it's in a boring feud. Nobody cares about it's not going anywhere. And he's still directionless. Yeah. And, and speaking of directionless, Orange Cassidy, who Dude. was. Um, you know, on fire is now uh, he's now he's he's now the death match uh, basically. He, he's now beige Cassidy. He's he's yeah. extremely boring at this point. Nothing has 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 worked in his favor for the last several months. No, that's because. So. Uh, th- in this match, and you and I disagreed on the outcome of this, but the uh, the money match, Hangman mm-hmm. and Payne versus Big Money, Matt Hardy, which could have gone either way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know. Uh, you know I'm going to give him a little bit of credit because at this point in Matt's career, I didn't expect to, you know, much from him, but it was a good match. Yeah, it was, it was entertaining. And I got to say, and I, I did, I did caveat at one point, because even though I thought big money, Matt was going to win um, the, I did say, I don't know, because I feel like the dark order story is going to continue with Adam page. And I was like, but I don't know, maybe they could help him in the match. I have no idea, but, and they did. And I got to say the way they helped him was really cool on that apron spot. Yeah. And they pushed him back up and he hits that buckshot lariat. I was like, that was pretty awesome, actually. Like that was cool. So I was a big fan of that. Um, and Adam Page picking up a, a good win. Yeah, it, it does. And then they move on from the feud. Adam could do his Dark Order thing or whatever's going to go on there. And uh, that you know, but but like I said, Matt Hardy showing up. Mm-hmm. Big thing, big thing. Okay, the uh, next match was for a donut. Um, yeah, the brass <laughs> ring that looked like a big donut. It was. It was. Uh, it was not great. It was, I should say that thing wasn't great. The match itself was very entertaining, yes, yes. Um, full of a lot of chaos. And and we found out that the TBA, uh, the to be announced uh, performer, was all ego. Uh, uh, um, wow, I, I missed his name. Adam Page, right? Ethan Page. Ethan Page. Adam. I don't know where Adam came from. All ego. Ethan Page. He uh, absolutely came in, looked good. Uh, he's an impact star who who looks, you know. He fit right in, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I thought everybody had a good chance to shine in this match. The only person that really, I feel like, didn't get too much of a shine was Cody. Because I, what looked like possibly a legitimate injury at one point, and I'm still not sure if it was, um, I know that he is actually nursing a legit injury. So maybe this was done to keep him out of part of the match so he doesn't have to you know, hurt himself. But uh, either way... He uh, the match itself was great. Everybody looked good. My my pick Penta didn't win, but he looked like he could a couple of times. Um, 
And uh, Dave got it right. We got Scorpio Sky, who ended up, it kind of looked like turning heel. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, I'm happy that he won. I didn't expect that ending, but uh, it it just looked weird. Um, You know, know, the whole, you know, the whole, I know it's the brass ring is what they're going for, but obviously. Yeah, of course, but it doesn't mean it looks good. No, no, no. It's almost like, you know, like, like, we'll get about when the main event, but, you know, where, where someone's like, I got this idea, you know, and then it's like, you know, it's like in uh, Spinal Tap where they send off, you know, Stonehenge and they get the measurements wrong or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, I agree. Not, you know, can you imagine like when they showed up and they're like, Cody's like. I th- since it was for a, a, an AEW TNT championship match, they easily could have done a contract or a briefcase or a something hanging above the ring. Yeah, well, I get maybe you know, like not a briefcase of a director cup, but something like that. But I get the, you know, the brass ring. Okay, we're making fun of Vince. Or... Yeah, <sighs> what, it's still dumb. It's still dumb. They need yeah. to focus less on on taking shots at Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah. So, in uh, any event, next, next match was a little theatrical. It was theatrical, and actually, the only gripe I have here is that AEW didn't tell us that ahead of time. Was like they didn't make a they didn't they did not convey at all that it was going to be a special thing. Like when we heard boneyard match, you know what I mean? We knew that was going to be something different. Yeah, we were like, okay, because there's no, we don't know what a boneyard match is, and they kept WWE kept putting it over as something crazy, something blah 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 blah. I was like, all right, cool. They just called this a street fight, which we've seen a million times in wrestling, so we had an expectation, and that wasn't it. Now that being now that being said, I think this was an extremely well done cinematic uh, match. Yes, yes, it, it I, was uh, Darby Allen, you know, with the, the crazy stunt of uh, mm-hmm. wherever he fell to. But, Dude, that jump yeah. was insane. I don't care if they had time to stunt it and this whole night. It was still crazy. Yeah. Um, I dug out Sting had the uh, half Darby, half Sting face paint on. That was kind of cool. Um, don't dig Sting wrestling in a T-shirt, but I also kind of understand that at his age. I mean, it's a street fight. He had, he had Brian Cage in a shirt and jeans. and So I do understand it to a degree. It may just because we did the street fight and everybody's not wearing their normal stuff. It might have been weird if Sting was the only one there in tights. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but that being said, it just it looked a little odd. But either way, I thought Sting looked good in the match. He, he I, did. He did. I, you know, doing the stuff in the ring and, and you know, missing the, uh, the, the dive in the corner splash, that yeah. surprised me. I was like, Oh man, that's, you know, when, when he, I was really genuinely surprised when, um, um, uh, Ricky Starks picked him up for the power bomb and sting starts throwing some punches. And I was like, sting, good, agile, quick reaction. And then he rolled over into that. I mean, quick sunset flip. And yeah. I was like, Whoa, sting. <laughs> like, I was like, holy crap, man, he looked good in this. And I get that it was choreographed, and he had time between shots and this, that, and the other thing. But it doesn't matter. He still had to go out there and be able to perform them. And he did, man. He did really well. I was genuinely pleased by this. I I was worried at one point, you know, when all that sequences was going on, that there was going to be a turnbuckle bomb, like, dropped. Yeah. When (laughs) Ricky Starks picked him up in the powerbomb position, I I was like, no, they're not going to do this spot again. (laughs) No. Um, Thankfully, they didn't, and, and it went in another direction. Um, yeah. But I thought I thought everybody again. I thought everybody looked good in this. Um, but I think the guy, who, I think the guys who stood out the most were oh, but was uh, Brian Cage. Brian Cage looked like a monster through a good portion of this, um, and Sting was surprisingly uh, good in this. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, and I'm not knocking Ricky Stark, but he just he seemed the guy. Who no, he just he just seemed like you know he 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 was there. You know what I mean? And he performed well. He filled his role well. 
He just didn't stand out as much as his partner. And Darby Allen, like, it's funny if I have to rank these guys, it's like, I feel like just because of our expectation level, Sting probably is up here with his performance just because we didn't yeah. expect much from him. Brian Cage is literally like right here because he looked like a huge badass in that match. Um, Darby Allen's probably right about here just because he did some crazy crap and everything. And then Ricky Starks is here. And yeah. I mean, they're all well above the line of mediocrity down, down here. You know what I mean? It just, it, I think Sting and Brian Cage had them got the most spotlight. I I expected though, like this for Team Taz's side because I think Taz was on commentary, but like I, I expected more like you know interference because he got him on commentary. But it's like why not have him? You know, well you had Powerhouse Hobbs get involved, and I thought yeah. that that was a, I thought that was a good idea. Um, uh, it, it it you know of course he needed to, um, but. You know, overall, again, it was a cinematic match. So really, at the end of the day, this is whether you can stay in cinematic matches or not. Um, if you're one of those people who's going to hate them no matter what they do, then sorry, this wasn't for you. But I really enjoyed it. And there were some cool camera angles and shots they did with like the 8K camera traveling down the when they were like they were watching. I think it was, um, I don't know, two guys in the ring. And then they they zoomed down to the other side of the, the warehouse they were fighting in. Yeah. And it was a really cool 8K transition shot, it looked like. So it was neat. Yeah, that's, it was it was fun for what it was, but you yes, know, it was yes, it was. Do we need do we need Sting to do this again? No, I don't need him to do that. No, I don't need him to do that. No, if if that's the only match Sting has in in AEW, I'm fine with it. You know, if that's yeah. if that's the last match he has, I'm I'm okay with it. It's kind of like Taker and his and his Boneyard match. If that's his last match, I'm good with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that is. Uh, so AEW uh, teased a big surprise. You know, Paul White said, "Hey, there's going to be a signing." And it was something we, we debated, you know, is it going to be RVD? Is it going to be Christian? I think you yeah. actually called this one. I, I, I think I did, yeah. yeah. So Christian, Christian Cage, AEW. It was interesting because when the thing started, when the, the music started with the video before he came out, I was like, oh, it sounds like Christian's music from, a, from TNA. And then, <laughs> da, 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 da. and I was like, oh, it is Christian's music yeah. from TNA. And he walked out and I was like, okay, cool. All right. So, well, the bummer here is what that means is that WWE and him obviously couldn't come to terms yeah. um, on, on anything. But, uh, hey, uh, I'm fine with him in AEW. I think he's a great he's a great worker who can help a lot of guys over there. And he did say nice things upon leaving. Which, oh, which, yeah. He didn't I jump get... all over WWE or anything. No, he, did, no. he didn't crap on them. He just he wants he wants to wrestle. He wants, you know, opportunities to, to perform and this and that. And, you know, maybe WWE doesn't have that for him right now. Maybe they're looking around going, look, we've already got Edge back. Um, we've got other superstars who are, you know, in their forties and whatnot. We can't, we can't make, we can't make the entire roster guys in their forties and coming back from injury. And, I, and I've always liked Christian because I always kind of felt like, like to me, like he was always an underdog because he never, I never felt like he got his due because I, I don't no. like when he finally became world champion and the way they handled it was, was just like, was bad. Was yeah, it was bad. I, I didn't like it either. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Right there. So, with you. Uh, so it was time for the one match left in the card. Oh, you mean the <clears throat> massage, hang on, massage, massage, massage. All right. <clears throat> and now it's time for the main event of the evening. The exploding barbed wire death match for the AEW World Championship featuring the AEW World Heavyweight Champion Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. Um... I'm just going to say it was, what's funny is as soon as Kenny came out, I was like, oh, there's, they're going to bleed. Um, he was in the white shirt, and I was like, he's yeah. going to bleed. Yep. Um, but it was, the match itself, I thought it was it, it was well done as far as being violent um, and being uh, um, a fight. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed that perspective of it. There were times I cringed. Um, I, you, I, you, know what, this kind of match? you know what I'm going to say? I liked pretty much everything about the match. 
Um, one of the best spots in the match actually wasn't very much of a spot spot like we traditionally think of them. Um, but it was when Omega hit him with the one-winged angel and he pinned him. And uh, Moxley gets his foot on the rope, which sets off the exploding barbed wire. And that <laughs> it popped right in Kenny Omega's face and made it, you know, he gave up the pin. And I was like, that was pretty clever. Because yeah. the story they were telling is nobody kicks out of the one-winged angel. And so it's like, okay, Moxley cleverly got out of that, but he didn't kick out. He protected the finisher. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I liked that a lot. And uh, one, one thing I really liked about it is usually in these matches, when you hit one side of the, the, the ring, um, like once those sparks go off, that's usually it. But they did the two spots in the row with the drop kick and everything. Yeah. So that surprised me. That added a little more drama. I didn't like the uh, the Good Brothers interfering. I, I, thought, I, I didn't either, but I mean, it, all, it 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 was no DQ match. It made perfect yeah. sense they were going to because they've been they've been involved in just about everything else he's done. So it really but doesn't. They, but they could have like showed up in the beginning and the kind of like you know what? Let me let me do this battle. It's it's you know me me and Moxley been going at this. This the final. Yeah, but he's not. But he's not that kind of character right now. He's just not. He's he's and on top of which, I think there's a way to spin this because I think Kenny Omega was less concerned with the idea of losing his title. And be you know, then he was with oh god, as they said, um, ending John Moxley. You know what I mean? Like, did, did they want to be done with John Moxley 100%? And so, I think that you know, the idea being that I don't care if people don't think I, 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 I you know, should have had help, I don't care if people are angry I got help in the match. I'm trying to get rid of John Moxley so I don't have to deal with him anymore, and just beating him isn't going to be enough. You know what I mean? So I, from that perspective, and he did portray it leading up to this match as he was going to, you know, annihilate John Moxley, get yeah. rid of him, put him down, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I kind of get it from that perspective. Now, I get why it's unsatisfying, um, but the one-wigged angel in the chair was pretty vicious. Uh, <laughs> that, holy God. Um, and then he pins Moxley. Um, now, here's my, I have a couple of gripes here with the ending. Ma match bell to bell, really enjoyed. Um so they kept saying through the whole thing, if this match hits 30 minutes or longer, you know, it was a 30 minutes at 30 minutes, everything, all the explosives out there are going to explode. Right. Yeah. And you know, if, if, if either man are left standing after that, the match will continue. Right. So you're thinking to yourself as they tease this repeatedly, you're like, Oh, well then naturally this match is going to go 30 minutes, you know? Yeah. Oh, well it didn't. <laughs> it, it went about 25 yeah, yeah, which is a lot of time to stall yeah. between uh, before the explosion. So then we had to kill some time, which was not great. Um, didn't love that. And I also didn't love that Don Callis says on the mic when he's, he's on commentary, he says, oh, you know, uh, the clock's still going. There's no failsafe on this thing, right? And it's like, okay, well, that's stupid because there's no way AEW would have allowed something like this with no kind of way to turn it off. Yeah. Um, so very easily what you could have done was because he mentioned all through the whole match oh there's surprises for john Moxley. there's surprises so the match could have ended before 30 minutes and they should they you know very easily could have gone up on the ramp and said hey john you know i guess it's just not your day anyway and he pulls out a thing and pushes it and everything around the ring blows up you know what i mean and again you could have had like uh what happened at the end was eddie kingston and his guys came out and we're brawling with uh, uh, the Good Brothers and everything. And I, I really actually loved Kingston here. He looked genuinely concerned about Moxley. He, he did. He did. Yeah. And he runs out to the ring and, you know, tries to, you know, move him, get him to wake up. This, that, and the other thing is Moxley's not responding. The thing's counting down. 
And then he does something that I really thought actually was going to be a cool visual where when it's going off, he covers Moxley. And I was like, man, this in that split second before the pyro hit, right? I was like, this is a chance to really make Eddie Kingston to this audience, yeah. right? Then the pyro hit. And it was so weak. From the four corners, you saw... <laughs> like, it was so sad. And then the things around the ring blew up, which looked fine. But it's like, dude, more needed to happen in the ring. And from what I understand, it was something went wrong. It didn't work like it was supposed to, blah, 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 blah. That was not what they had planned, right? But it was like, man, it looked so bad. Yeah. So the rumor, Bill, is that what they're going to do is blame this on Kenny Omega and Don Callis. And they're like, they didn't know what the hell they were doing when they put it together and this, yeah. that, and the other Drew thing. It was a crayon. Yeah. yeah. You very easily, even then, Kenny Omega could have said something. Him and Don Callis could have said at the very end after it didn't really work. They could have, like. I think that would have been a better ad lib, quite frankly, if Don Callis had grabbed a microphone and started laughing hilariously and be like, ah, you think I was going to put Kenny in danger like that where things might blow up around him? That was never going to happen. You know, that was just to get inside your head, Moxley, this, that, and the other, you know, something along those lines, you know? Um, but it just, it. There's a lot of spinning to do, Sean. It's a lot yeah. of spinning. Well, and that, but see, that works for me. Because they're douchey characters and something like I could see something like that happening. So if they come out tomorrow on Wednesday night and they want to go with that storyline, I'll go with it. <laughs> um, but it, I'm going to tell you right now, just 48 hours removed from it, not even. Ooh, that was a bad visual. Yeah, it, really bad visual. And it's and, the one takeaway that you're going to get from this pay per view. And a tough and a tough dude with a, with a hit, with a rec reputation like he has, like uh, Eddie Kingston, having to act like he's been wiped out by this pyro was dumb it was so dumb um which by the way i'd like to point out that did you see who aew just signed no um i say just uh i i i'm not i'm not 100 on that um let me see if i can pull it up real quick all right well as you're doing that i will mention the announcers had to overplay the explosion too oh okay all right well i mean when, when, when the pyro goes off and you're like oh my gosh and then it's like yeah you know yeah because they're doing what they're supposed to be doing and Oh, poor Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. So, never mind. I was wrong. They they didn't sign him. I I saw a fake uh, thing, but he is at, he is opening openly campaigning to be a part of the roster uh, after the death match specifically. No. Uh, New Jack. Oh yeah, they don't need him. Uh, no, I, they that, don't need New Jack. They no, just, no, 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 no. no. He yeah. was like, he was like, oh, uh, uh, what did he say? He was like, oh, you know, I saw you, you the hardcore match or whatever. He goes, I'll send y'all instructions. And I'm like, no, <laughs> nobody needs to do hardcore like you, New Jack. Nobody. No. Um, I'm not sure. And I don't mean that as disrespectful to New Jack at all. That man has tore his body apart for professional wrestling. Yes, he has. But I, I would, no, no. They won't be allowed to be on TV anymore. No. <laughs> they would hit that 50 stitch mat, uh, mark had they, had they been involved. So <laughs> I mean, they bled some, but not as much as I kind of figured. But I did see some some images from uh, uh, the guys hitting barbed wire and stuff. Um, just, just um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Luke Gallows. Yeah. Uh, he had a shot where his shirt off, and you could see his back from where um, John Moxley was hitting him with the baseball bat with barbed wire. Yeah. Dude, he had rips and tears all over his back from that barbed wire. I was like, holy crap, man. Yeah, I wasn't um, crazy about that spot. I mean, I I, I, just, I don't I don't like the whole bat thing. We saw the bat with the sting match and everything, and 
you know, with that going on. And it's like, oh, here we go again. Now this one's wrapped in barbed wires. Now it's more dangerous than Sting's bad. It's just, I, I don't know. But right. I get it. It's a no rules match, everything else. Um, you know, I mean, a couple of things the match I didn't like, some things I didn't love. Yeah, obviously the, the, the pyro was a bust. Um, you know, I, I, I get Kingston covering Moxley because it's almost tribute to Onita covering Funk at the end of their match. Yeah. Um, you just, you needed a lot more smoke. And you, you just, what you, what you needed was noise. You didn't need as much as the sparks. Well, you and needed, I, I feel like you needed both because the, 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 the fizzle was really disappointing. What yeah. needed to happen at the very least, you needed to A, all of it needed to go off simultaneously. That would have been a better look instead yeah. of fizzle, 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 nothing. Then the sides explode. Yeah. <laughs> I would have done all four ring ropes and the fizzle and the sides at the exact same moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Would have made a big boom, been visually impressive, then, like you said, needed more smoke, and it would have at least looked better. Yeah, I did see a cell phone video from um, somebody that was in the stands who was there, um, and it did not look as impressive e even in person. I mean, it's just kind of like, you want a Goldberg, you got Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Which was some great memes, by the way. You know, it's like, this is oh, what yes. happens when oh, you order yes. your pyro on Wish, you know? <laughs> yeah, I've seen them. They're pretty fantastic. I've seen them. So in any event, um, barring that, bar, yeah, barring that ending there, I really think it was a strong show for AEW. I thought they had a good, they had a good show overall. Uh, if I had to grade it, I'd probably give it a seven and a half, eight. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you on that. I mean, yeah. I, eight would be the high, as, as high as I would go on that. I mean, it wasn't terrible. I know a lot of people loved it because they love AEW, but there's times where I still feel there's some hokey blank going on that I just don't like. So Right. You know, because it worked different, and now we're doing the same thing. So, <laughs> so in any event, uh, again, solid show, but it, it, there was that ending left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Yeah, so. it, like that's what Bubba Ray said. You know, that the, you're gonna be the last thing people remember, and people are quickly to jump. Oh, well, what about the hell in the cell and everything else? Yeah, and you know what? We dogged that too. Seth Rollins and uh, and the Fiend uh, with uh, the year before with um, was it Braun and uh, and Roman in the in the hell in the cell. So yeah. Yeah, we're we're eagle opportunities uh, of rippers. If, we're, if something is bad, we're going to tell you. It's very true. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us. It is uh, Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. This has been our AEW Revolution review. Uh, we'll be back next. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dave uh, is going to be talking to Gilbert coming up here soon. Uh, when are you doing that? That is tomorrow. That's going to be uh, March 10th at uh, 7 o'clock. We'll be live right, cool. uh, um, on, on all the, uh, the usual places that we're live at. Yes, Gilberg, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's pretty cool, actually. He's, he was, you know what? As much as he was, you know, meant for comedy and everything, he was a pretty big, uh, 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 like act, like just for as far as notoriety. Like people knew when Gilberg happened, people were like, "It's Gilberg." <laughs> yeah. So it's like. Uh, you know, that, that's pretty cool. Uh, in any event, that'll be tomorrow at 7 p.m., so make sure you have your notifications turned on. Uh, again, you can email us, ESPRFM99.com. If you have any questions for Gilbert, go and send them on over. Yeah, uh, so, Social media, again, turn on those notifications, facebook.com slash ESPR99 on the Twitter at ESPR99, so that way you can uh, uh, be notified when Dave goes live with Gilbert. Uh, you can find us on all your major podcasting apps. Just search for ESPR Wrestling. Subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review. We greatly appreciate it. And, of course, FM99.com and 1069thefox.com, the most easy way to find us all the time. You can find our most recent episode right there under the media tab, ESPR. And that's going to do it for me and Dave today. Uh, until tomorrow, when Dave's talking to Gilberg, remember to eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Have a great day, everybody. Get out.